The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. How many uh, reviews? Oh, my fucking... Did you say four? Fourteen. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. I was going to oh. shit myself. Yeah, that just scared the poop out of me. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Justin will clean up later. You guys Ooh. always just shit. Oh. It is yeah. pretty It is pretty crazy that we're getting... Te- where, where are we up at now? It's only when numbers like that happen. Are we over 400 reviews? Oh, yeah. We're probably... You haven't looked at them? 600 no. reviews? Bro, if you read them, they're... Uh, I think amazing. we have over 700 ratings now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, shit. We're getting yeah, close things to are going crazy. That's awesome. However, uh, you know, 14's not bad. Uh, but we would like to have more. How many t-shirts are we giving away, Douglas? Well, I'm going to motivate people because I'm going to give away four shirts this week for just 14 reviews. So that's that's great odds for those people who Think did do their reviews. Think about it. Your odds are excellent if you leave a review. Absolutely. Who won? I'm going to read these off. Uh, we got Jay Zawaki980. Give it to him, Doug. Yeah, Jay yeah. Zawaki. Jay Zawaki980. We got Co Fitness 10 Run and Kick... And SCC808RTX. Mm. So that's very specific. On. Yeah. Very specific. Send your name, the one I just read, to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shipping address, your shirt size. I'll get those out to you quickly. And hey, uh, I'd like to add something. If you win one of our t shirts, post a picture of yourself uh, in it um, and tag us on Instagram. If we like it, we'll feature you on our uh, our own Instagram page. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's nice of you. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. When you're a kid and you just wrestle your buddies all the time, it's like, yeah. it's not a big deal for a few different reasons. One of the main reasons is because... It doesn't hurt as much. Like, if I wrestle someone now, yeah. I've got to be committed. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not like, oh, let's wrestle, and then I'm cool. Like, oh, that, see you later. You I'm, like, you... fucked up for a couple days. And that's so how you get out of it. has to be a real reason. That's how you get out of it, too. I'm like, right. bro, I ain't trying to fucking hurt for the next week. Like, Because <laughs> even if I whoop your ass, I'm still going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my to, wrists are going to hurt. Just to throw yeah. a punch fast, bro, is going to yeah. make me hurt. Like, if I punch the oh bag fast, I'm going to be in, I'm gonna be sore. So, yeah, yeah no, if somebody, if some, some kid challenged me to a fight, I'm like, no, I'm not going to fight you unless I want to fight you and if i want to fight you then that's it it's not going to be a sparring oh, I'm, just, thing. I'm just talking about with your buddies like right. you know but hey let's wrestle you're like i, I, do I don't want to commit to that yeah but we're what 35 37 years old does anyone <laughs> even do that anymore i don't have anybody that does that no. you don't Unless you're hanging out with 25 you don't, year olds. You don't horse around with your friends like that no <laughs> No you, don't well, play, I mean, you don't play grabby. We grabby? hug now. I'm the big friend out of all our friends, so I don't think anybody really wants to wrestle around yeah. with me. So like, really, oh, I would bro, think that would wrestle like every day. No. And like, when hey, we were younger, it was when we were, fight. When we were younger, and it was probably a little more equal or closer. You know, when we were in our, in our probably early 20s. I wasn't that much bigger than everybody else. Now that we're 35, I remained in the gym lifting weights while the rest of my fucking friends didn't. So yeah. there's a big discrepancy bro, now. Bro, let me so tell you something. Let me tell you there's no discussion. Now, now when we get in like little tiffs or arguments, I just kind of look at them like, bro, don't make me fucking put my fist <laughs> in your Because it'll hurt my own arm. <laughs> yeah. That's why. I don't want to do it because it'll hurt myself. I, uh, Here's uh, the thing about wrestling. Like, Wrestling is exhausting and fucking destroys you, especially if, you're not, if you don't wrestle all the time. So like, yeah. when I trained in jiu-jitsu, it took me like, 
I don't know, a year and a half of consistently going before I didn't like just leave like I, I got out of war. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took a long fucking time. And then stopping for like a month and you go back, it's like it starts all over again. That's so it's horrible. It's, it's funny you brought this up right now because do you remember? So last year this time, we were podcasting. So we were actually on, on air. This is an episode way back when I talked about the trip where we went up to fantasy football and I almost killed fucking one of the guys. He was oh, because he got all crazy at your, <laughs> yes, your, he, your host. Yes, and uh, that's coming up. And we hadn't. And it's, it's time for us to plan our trip again. Wait, well, you haven't seen him since then. Well, I've seen him since then. It's okay. my it's my best friend's uh, little brother okay. and, and their friends. So I don't. I haven't seen them, and we haven't all hung out together. But we've been. To, we just had his bachelor party, so I saw him by himself. Um, and we're everything's fine. There's no okay. there's no problem at all. He's like he's like a little brother to me. So. Well, it doesn't mean that I still didn't want to put my fucking fist through his face. Here we are getting ready to, to uh, plan this trip again. Well, at the end of that trip, I had already said, we're not doing this with them. Next year, what we're doing is we're going to go in because there's there's two divisions. There's their division. There's five of them that are younger guys that we, we grew up with as kids. And then there's the five of us or my buddies that are all my age and my best friends. And I said, what we're going to do is they're going to go wherever the fuck they want to go. I don't give a shit where they go. And then we're going to go somewhere. <laughs> And we're going to Skype and we're going to we're going to Skype the draft so we don't have to babysit them. I don't have to worry about wanting to choke somebody out and we can enjoy our trip. And and I also I have, you know, I have plans to these are like my best, best friends. And I don't mind spending a little bit of money on all of us having a really good time. But I do have a problem with spending a bunch of money on a bunch of dumb dicks that, you know, don't take care of shit and mm. aren't. aren't How resp- old are they? Same age. dude. They're only two years younger than us. Wow. Yeah, they but they still act like they're 20 years old, you know. Uh. So uh this is all we're all we're all in this group thread, right? We're on our mm. fantasy football thread, so now it's active cuz it's getting ready to come up and they're all like, "Hey, so where are we going on this and that?" And like everybody else is like super passive. So of course, uh, and I'm So I'm, you have to be the dick. So I have to be the <laughs> dick, dude. And and it, it, I was the last one to get to it cuz I'm busy all day, so the thread had been going all day and they're all making plans like, "Hey, are we going to Reno or Tahoe?" And then of course all my buddies they're all fucking scared to step up and say something, right? They're just like, they know though. They know I already said that like we're not doing this, you know, it's just not <laughs> happening. And so everyone waited. And then, of course, I this long old text, like, no, we're not going to be doing anything with you guys. You guys are unbelievably disrespectful. I said, I go up there and gamble at least 10 times a year. And I said, I've had to see my host every single time since then. And it's embarrassing still to this day because of the what you said to him and what you oh, did. Oh, so you were direct. Whoa. Oh, very direct. I, yeah. well, I'll read the text to you guys. I won't read it on air because I don't want to embarrass them like that. But I'll, I'll read the text to you. It was a lot more direct than that. What'd they say? No one said anything. It was crickets. <laughs> they all text. They all went around and started another conversation with with my my best friend and stuff. Like, why is Adam so so angry? And then, <laughs> I then they started sending that. me private messages. I said I was sorry. Can we talk? And they all want. And it's like, dude, it's not. It's, I'm not like butthurt or over it. So that just I remember what you did. It was that's something that you just you don't. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. If you want to earn my respect, then you will over time. It's not going to be just the next time. You know, I'm not. Not down with that. See, so. that's knowing, that's respecting yourself. Yeah, when we don't play that. No, it, it is. It's respecting yourself. Like, you're cool with them. You don't yeah, hate them. Yeah, I love them. But you're not going to, you know, they, they cross the line. Yeah. So that's the. That's you know where that is. line is for sure. Yeah, remember, I, was, I mean, I told you they were ashen cigarettes on the carpet floor. They were drunk and slapping my best, my other best friend in the face, like trying to play with them. So, remember, it's crazy. We're, we're 35 years old. Yeah, you don't dude. slap another man in the face. Just like Justin was saying right yeah. now. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. someone touches me in the face, yeah, it, it's playful like or not, button. like, yeah. no. 
not, bro. No, no. I don't. I don't play. I don't wrestle like that. <laughs> don't ever dude. think that that's okay uh, to do that. Don't approach me like that. Yeah, no, I'm a yeah. grown ass man. Yeah. You don't do that. I don't do that to other. <laughs> I don't you know what that tells me? Like we got to end this quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Well, I just I think Wickle- it's so true. What is it about that? Like I can. Just, I just like. like, I'm, like, like I'm, I'm not like. <laughs> like you could you could come up to me and like yeah. kind of sock me in the arm a little bit and I'll laugh. Ha ha ha. Yeah. But if you like just tap my face like tick, just, with just a little tick I'd be like what the fuck Justin <laughs> yeah. we have to fight now yeah, I yeah. know like damn it why I really like you really yeah. though like would you ever do that would you ever slap a man in the face unless you were like ready to engage if I ever slap a man in the face just let's just be very clear here if I slap a man in the face my, I'm trying to knock him out with an open hand I'm not gonna just <laughs> yeah. smack a dude because that's like pew it's like I'm actually trying to hit you I just don't want to hurt my, my knuckles so I'm gonna yeah. sm- I'm gonna knock you out with an open hand yeah. like boss rooting style Awesome. Yeah. You're just being a brat. Yeah. <laughs> you're just being a brat. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're but I mean, these guys, these guys still do that. They're 30 yeah. something years old and they still would, you know, they get, and then, and then when it all happens, like it all, the dust settles, it's childish. there's just like, I'm so sorry, bro. And you know, I was drunk and it's like, dude, you know, that was the stuff you said. These are the same kids, bro, when they came over to my house when I was like 23 years old. I just bought my house. I had like... Oh, my God. These I have no co- energy for that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I, I had these... Check this out. <laughs> we, I, I take them out. We go... We go. I took them out to a hockey game. We all come back. Of course, they're all drunk. And they decide they're going to fucking wrestle in my living room. You know, they're 25 years old at this time. Something like that. 23, 25 years old. And they... It's your brand new house. Oh, bro. Dude. Fucking fall on my glass coffee, glass and nickel oh. coffee table shatters. No. All over the floor. I'm in my bedroom <laughs> and I hear this... And I'm like, what the fuck? Go walking out. These guys are laying on the floor. One of them's got a split lip because the other one got pissed off after he slammed him on the coffee table and got him punched him in the face. They're like best friends, you know? <laughs> doing what this shit i'm like the what hell? the fuck in my house and i'm the and i'm yeah. the big motherfucker at all of them i'm looking at him like I, i'm this gonna kill you house. i'm gonna kill you right now <laughs> yeah. like yeah. And, I, and i look at my it's my best friend's little brother and his friends and i look at him and i'm like dude you and he's like he gets all scared because he's like oh god what's gonna happen like, now oh, <laughs> it's dude. like adam's Here literally claws yeah he's literally you broke gonna, your your brand new table dude just, this reminds me of that dave Chappelle skit where freaking what's his name goes over <laughs> fuck uh yo yeah, fuck couch. your couch and just <laughs> kicking his like muddy <laughs> shoes all over the couch. and i feel like because they were you were all young you own the house so for them it's like fuck it's adam's house let's just <laughs> yeah, fucking do whatever it's a party let's fucking throw shit i, I don't know i don't know if it's how i was raised or or if i had been through enough no, scenarios you care about it because you earn that shit. Well, and yeah, I mean, but you wouldn't do it at someone else's exactly. house. Exactly. I would no, never. I, w- yeah, I yeah, just. Right. I feel like if I was in anybody's house, I would just be respectful of that. It's just to me, it's just common courtesy. It's not even. Uh, and even if I was drunk, I get drunk too. I've been a kid. I've done all that crazy shit. Had a good time, but. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah. I never threw up in somebody's car. I always made sure I threw up outside the window. I mean, I just there's there's rules, right? Aren't there like fucking yeah, unsaid yeah, rules? Yeah, like yeah. you don't. Well, it's like self control. Yes. You know, like you you don't have self control. You're and just you know like what? A loose cannon. And here's the thing. And this is what we all said to him. Listen, if you know you have this issue by 33 years old, you know if you have. She's a, figured it out. By you now. know by now if you do coke and you drink alcohol that you act like <laughs> yeah. this, right? You yeah. know that. So. One of them's got to go. So you yeah. you learn to be sober. You learn to be sober. You piece of shit. Like what when it, you're in a situation with people. What is like it? This. What is it about alcohol? Where like I could you could I could drink a shit ton. This is a matter. I don't care how old I am or how old I was when I was a kid. I never got violent or belligerent or never never did I do something where afterwards I'm like, oh I'm sorry. It's because I was drunk. Like I still <laughs> I still even though I'm like belligerently like hammered. I know. That not to do certain you're things. You're cognitive of what you're doing. But then there's people who drink, and there must be something different about their brains yeah. that they either, A, turn into someone completely different, 
Uh, like I have, I have family like that. Like and I, believe- I stop going out with them. They drink and they get in a fight every yeah. fucking time. Yeah, I get drunk and I'm less likely to get in a fight. I'm, right. I'm I, happier. I, yeah, I'm like love. I love everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. you, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or people who drink and do shit and they're like, I don't well, remember what I. I think there's did. levels of that though, because I've <laughs> just it's like wait a minute, hold <laughs> I on. Can drink, it's good, and then it's like really happy, and then and then there's this like darkness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh oh. Does that happen to you? Yeah. I've been in a bar fight with Justin. It absolutely happens. That there's a darkness that comes out. <laughs> that's there and i hate that do you I'm forget to avoid that do you forget you know no i don't forget it's it's like anytime anybody starts like hitting me with shots like i that's when i get scared dude because i don't know where i'm going <laughs> the rest of the night i don't know how far this is gonna go you know i don't do shots dude like for that ever you like, know like you said don't do the coke yeah, yeah. yeah i'm like i don't like shots are my coke we none of us have uh we've never been drunk together no we haven't got shit face no we've drank no. a little bit but we haven't never yeah it was like one drink yeah yeah we haven't we haven't because <laughs> we don't do that stuff anymore I, it it's has gonna to, happen though oh it will there's gonna be a time oh there'll be a mind pump celebration 100 yeah. i know that it's we've been celebration, we, we've is... been putting our heads down and grinding so much that there will be a time where we let loose and definitely have some fun yeah but one of us will ruin it be like you know how many calories is in that <laughs> <laughs> Grab the joint. If anyone does that, that's you. Yeah, because I definitely. Like, will, that's I will your role. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, going for yeah, it. I'll be like, yeah. fucking. You know, this doesn't fit in my keto diet. <laughs> <laughs> this is not keto. Let wine. me take a tablespoon of my MCT. Real I'd like quick. a vodka and coconut oil, please. <laughs> 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 oh, you want diarrhea really fast? Oh my god! <gasps> what the? Yeah. Oh shit! It's here. is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from Raising Autism. What do you guys think about the Squat Every Day program? Squat Every Day program. Uh, before I go into that, this episode is brought to you by Chimera Coffee. Uh, let's see. Squat every single day. Um, you want to do that twice? Yeah. Mm. Well, because I feel like... Uh, did, Once was it enough? The big the commercial yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. that everybody <laughs> just heard right now was the, it enough? The big no? epic like <laughs> production. <laughs> was it enough for you? You know what? I, for, <laughs> I, feel, like, I feel like I forgot. Like, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> If you didn't catch that, yeah, okay, if you didn't hear I that. Feel, I feel like I feel like that Chimera. was that I forgot that was supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. That's why I had to call it out. Made, like, I the most it. epic like intro ever. It, you know, it, right? Well, and yeah. we just that was our first like seamless transition, and then I, I and then I know it went so well, and then like like Doug went right to you the know, question, it, and then you so. know it's funny. We were you were just talking about earlier my memory. I told you it's very selective. Adam. Damn, damn it, Sal. We're I, on a roll there. But what, what I do appreciate though, I do appreciate. That you thought we forgot something, you want to make sure we got it in there. Yeah, of course. No, it was like, good. Of course. I mean, you were being responsible. Covering our bases and everything. But <laughs> Definitely. I mean, in case you didn't hear that awesome Chimera intro, we are sponsored yeah. by Chimera. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by reiterating it. We should talk about squatting every day now. Yeah. We're gonna, I wonder if we could send them a bill for that. That was like a yeah. double plug. Yeah, right that, that was there. a double plug. <laughs> <laughs> that was an anal plug right yeah. there. All right. Ooh. Whoa. Pat, so, squat every day program. <laughs> you got uh, to know what you're doing. Have you guys, yes, but uh, it works, and I'll tell you why it works for people. Because of frequency, increased frequency, mm-hmm. 100%. People do this, and their squat goes up, and they get stronger, and they're shocked. I'm squatting every other day right now. Yeah. Not every day. I'm squatting every other day I'm squatting right now, for sure. 
Um, I, I might go in a back-to-back day uh, and, like, body weight, more mobility type stuff. Um, but I, I won't really, really put the weight on most times if it's a back-to-back day. But you have to be— I don't think you can go super intense no, every day. No, that's definitely can't. Of course not. That's right? why, that's why uh, I know how, how much I have to program doing it every other day. So if you're going to squat every day— uh, it's going to take some programming for sure. Yeah, I think uh, there's a couple things to take into account here. Um, number one is you're practicing the squat every single day. So you're getting really, really good at squatting because you're doing it so frequently. So there's that. And then like Adam said, if you modify the intensity of each day and you're not going you know, balls to the wall every single day, um, you could do anything every single day, not just a squat. You could deadlift every day. You could mm-hmm. overhead press every day. You could bench press every day. If you are careful with programming the intensity uh, and the and the total volume of the workout, you absolutely can. In fact, uh, some of our programs, you're you're hitting your muscle groups every single day yeah. um, in different ways, of course, but you are getting that frequency. Well, and also as long as you're getting, you know, balance too, you know, in there and your complementary uh, types of balance with with your squat too. So. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I would, you know, highly suggest that you throw in some front squats. In of there course. Too, to vary, you know, vary it. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, you know, like I, I, I just, I'm thinking of like that Corey guy. I think he did this, yeah. uh, but it was all backloaded squats. Like I didn't really see him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did like front loaded squats. You're talking between. about the old uh, muscle farm Corey? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cause he, no, I, he did. He does lots of variations. Actually. He talked okay. about, yeah, you know, I've, he talked about, yeah, yeah. He talked, yeah, he he's, okay. he's uh, actually, I really, I just w- actually watched day before yesterday, him talking about this. I didn't know he did the squat every day, but he did talk about the importance of it, all the variations of squatting, you know, yeah. and he's he's a sumo, narrow, front, back, you know, low, high. Uh, he even plays with deadlift grips, hook, not over, under. He's a, he's definitely good with all that stuff. You have to be. If you're going to, if you're going to squat every single day, you should really be kind of focusing on a different adaptation almost there, almost every time. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, one day I'm, I'm like, so for me right now, I'm doing it every other day. You know, one day it's I'm going in and I do not care anything about weight. It's all about, you know, mobility and my help, my range of motion. So I'm just trying to increase range of motion. So I'll literally do a set of something and then do some mobility drills, do another set and work on some more mobility. And I'm like feeling my body and noticing areas that are tight and then trying to address them. And and that's kind of and it's like a whole session that's kind of around this squatting, opening me up, squatting, opening me up and doing that. And then another time I'll go. Okay, this is really light, and I'm going to work on speed. You know, and I'm, everything's yeah. I'm going to explode at the hole, and you know, then another day I'm going to go. You know, this going to be my max heavy day. I'm going to go really heavy singles, doubles, or triples, and then another day I come in, and it's going to be like just total eccentric and isometric type stuff. I'm going to come down really slow, pause at the bottom, posture up. Like, yeah. well, I, I'll say this: yeah, uh, lots of variables in there. More, more and more fitness professionals, um, especially in fitness celebrities, I'm seeing them now start to identify that frequency. Is one of the more important uh, factors with uh, when it comes to you know building strength and muscle, mm-hmm. and you're seeing more of this kind of stuff. I, I saw, I just read an article by, uh, or maybe it was a post by uh, a bodybuilder who said that he trains his body parts three or four times a week, and he noticed way more growth when he increased the frequency. Which for a while, their bodybuilders were touching everything once a week. That was like the staple, you know, uh, position. Hammer it hard for and once. hammer it hard. Um, but it, this isn't revolutionary. Like Olympic lifters have been doing this forever. Like Olympic yeah. lifters utilize frequency quite a bit. And if you look at the money and the study that goes into maximizing a strength sport, the Olympic lifts have to be one of the top. 
And that's because it's been a funded uh, sport um, in the Olympics by every country. I mean, every country, most countries in the Olympics will have some kind of a weightlifting presence that's a, there. That's a strange but very good point. Well, it because is. if bodybuilding was like... If was bodybuilding like a, was, was, was a Olympic sport, then you would see so much better research and studies done correct. on the best way to get to the right, top. Be, right. And, and here's the thing, too. Bodybuilding is such, such a subjective sport at the same time, whereas weightlifting is objective. Like, you either lift the weight or you don't. Right. And so the most effective skills and techniques for training come out and the ones that aren't as effective yeah, go away how it translates nobody gives a shit and the and the this the soviet union uh in its heyday put a lot of fucking money oh yeah uh it was all those eastern bloc nations out of like any country yeah, and they went crazy when the soviet union fell um all this incredible information came to america because a lot of their coaches came over here and taught mm-hmm. um some of our places because they came to work and so we learned quite a few things and one of the things we learned from these eastern bloc nations was their use, utilization of frequency lots of frequency these guys were so these people were squatting several times a day mm-hmm. um you know uh, as part of their, their their training so frequency is why squat the squat everyday program has had such success with so many people do i think this is a great program and the best program no uh i, I don't know as uh, enough about it to make a, a solid judgment but i will say this from what i do know about it um he understands frequent, uh, frequency uh, with training. And for those of you listening right now, play with frequency. That's a variable that... I mean, MAPS takes advantage of frequency like crazy. That's one of the variables we we, we really maximize, and uh, you'll get great results doing that. Well, it's a, it is a way that I've kind of slightly modified our MAPS just recently because I've been, I've been coming after the squad and really t- treating it like a skill like it is and just trying to get better at it. Mm-hmm. So if that's your fo- do I think it's the like you're saying is it the best way to build a you know yeah. symmetrical physique or Well, it's the same. I mean, I like going through a specific power lifter like I'm doing a power clean. I want to get good at it again. I have to really like pay like a good amount of attention to that specific lift so it, it dominates a lot of the workouts and you know for a long period of time and then i have to go away from it for a shorter period of time but then i have to get right back on it because it's that's the skill that i'm trying to master and so i can't really like steer too far away from it but i do have to like briefly you know like touch on other things that are going to aid and contribute to that yeah so so yeah if you're if you're trying to master a squad i think it's an excellent idea it is an excellent idea if you're trying to master a squad you'll get great at a squat hell yeah and but imagine a lot of the people doing this a lot of these people who transition to the squat everyday program probably were doing a body part split and were Mm. working out their legs once a week of course and and maybe half of them were squatting and the other half were leg pressing right so now they're going into a squat everyday program they've dramatically increased the frequency i guarantee they've at least self-monitored their intensity because nobody's going to hammer their legs you know, on the squat every single day. You just can't. And that's why people are getting blown away because they're finally utilizing frequency in its most effective way. Yeah. Ethan Hale, 33. What are your guys' thoughts on all types of periodization? Undulating, linear, what else? What is there? Yeah, undulating, linear. Mm-hmm. Uh, third one? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if what you would consider the type of periodization in, in maps. It's not really linear. It's linear within the phase, but there's different phases. Hmm. So it's almost like uh, both, you know, in terms of how you're you're changing the workout. It's pretty much superior to all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the... Th- <laughs> Here's the first. You, first, you need to understand. Science. You need to understand the um, the concept behind periodization and why periodizing your workouts is better than not periodizing your workouts. Can, for, can you first 
let's break that all down. Yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's let's talk about that because sure. I feel like most people have no fucking clue it's what you're talking about right now. It basically just means you're changing the your, your workout. You're changing the intensity of your workout or right. the volume of your workout. Um, so in a, in a real basic nutshell, you're just changing uh, your workout and some of the parameters and some of the programming of your workout. So if yeah, I'm, but, if but I'm give, give an example of linear periodization versus undulating. So like if, if I'm doing squats and I'm trying to progress myself linearly, I'm constantly trying to get stronger in the squat. Whereas in undulating, uh, yeah, okay. So, what so you, I'm so adding what you, weight exactly. Every so time. what you would do so every single time is you add a little bit of volume. So I'll, I'll yeah. either add volume or add weight yeah. every time I work out. So the goal is always to try and improve with each You'll workout. You'll play with one or the other. Right. Undulating is where I work out real hard one workout, and then maybe I push it again for a little bit, and then I back off a little bit, and I have this back off period before I move up again. And it's kind of like the step ladder of progress where I take a couple steps up, like two steps up, and I take one step down. But then I take another two steps up, so now I've ended up you know, three steps higher than I started with. Sounds like that Paula Abdul song. Well, so what? What a lot of what a lot of programs or some programs do that are, you know uh, that are undulating programs, and what Sal meant about maps is we incorporate both in all all of our maps programs. So we kind of take the best of both worlds and combine that the the whole theory. So you know that there's this this debate on which one's better. Well, you're splitting hairs when you're talking about you know progressing linearly or going undulating. So they're both great. Um, I think they both have their benefits. They both they do. Yeah. They both have they both have benefits. Here's the thing: like training, always trying to improve. Uh, you know, with a linear type of periodization, um, it works really well. Uh, sometimes it works really well when you're maximizing a form of adaptation. So if I'm training in a strength phase, like phase one of Maps Anabolic, I'm trying to get stronger in this particular low rep uh, rep range. But and I'm maximizing it. But then after three weeks, I have to kind of undulate out of that by going mm-hmm. to a different form of adaptation. So I don't know quite what you would call that. Um, but it's more. It is like I think like what we're saying. It's kind of both. Because, yeah, it's a combination because I go from strength then to more hypertrophy or more to sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. And so I'm un- the, the the intensity is changing a little bit, and the way I, the the phase I'm aiming for changes a little bit. And the other thing about period, that linear periodization that's awesome is you can compare, you can see yourself progress. You know what's working. You don't have to change tons of variables right You know, right away. It's good to stay within, I'd say, a phase for a second, you yeah. know what I mean, mm-hmm. to kind of see what you're doing. Well, I, th- it's, you know, and I was joking, but I'm serious. That that's one of the th- things I love about what we put together together, you know, is the MAPS programs are so unique in that that most programs they kind of they lean towards one or the other it's like their own camp it's like we're camp linear this is how we progress and we've seen the best gains and so this is what we stand behind and that's kind of what they pitch and i I don't know where i I can't i can't remember when i last time i know lane norton i think lane's an undulating periodization guy like i don't remember but you know then that that's kind of like their way of. i'll tell you what lane if you look at his workouts uh one of the better programmers that i've seen when it comes to strength training He's got some of the be- some of the good programming. I've seen all these different workouts, and most of the programming is just super basic and shitty. And Lane's got kind of a uh, he's got a good approach. But here's the thing with programming: if you can program out your workouts uh, into phases and then into s- different types of phases and over a period of time, like three or four months, and you know how to program for that long, you're going to have great results versus a program that may just programmed out for two weeks i think a lot of these workouts that are well programmed they just break them down into like week one week you yeah. know like one workout's heavy one workout's light 
and then you just change the exercises. Yeah. It's not broken down into longer periods of time, like when we do our you know strength you know phase, hypertrophy phase, and sarcoplasmic phase, or or like some of the other phases in the other math programs. Because I think that that uh, although some of the phases have lots of crossover and carryover, it's good to have that stretched out a little longer because it prevents that plateau that can happen with. Uh, where, where your where your periodization is so you know short, or your adaptation yeah. you know focus is so short. That, that the most sense. important piece to all of it is, and I really feel like I, I don't even remember seeing either one of these terms eight years ago or five five eight periodization. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I think I first I remembered in the well the NASM. Yeah, uh, yeah. The stability, you know, then you, it would go up this 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 ladder. You I know, do, I do remember reading to, it, but I don't remember people utilizing power. it as as terminology. And now it's gotten really popular in the community. Yeah, and I think the biggest takeaway from it from people is to understand is that it's the idea is to, is to not get stuck in a, a workout program, you know, because that's probably the most common thing that you see with the average gym goer. Mm-hmm. If we're addressing the average gym goer, they're following somebody's routine or they're kind of doing the same stuff and movements yeah. that they like to do. And that's really what you got to get out of. You have, and that's obviously we, we, we've created that through maps and we've, and we've laid it out. But even if you're not using maps and you're kind of going about your own training is the importance of all these variables and not getting stuck at the same same routine you know what i feel like maybe back in the day and it's probably not true now at all but like some fitness guru probably came up with some method or whatever and found like awesome result with it and then they just were like okay so i was the first to really discover or present this and then that just became them and so they have to like pitch it so hard that this is the way that's going to give you the answer you know, as opposed to then taking that and implementing, you know, another method on top of that, you know, or in contrast to that, you know, and then, and then also doing it the way where it's like each one of these that has like validity to it. Why are we going to ignore it? Well, I think, you know, resistance training now has been around long enough that we, we're really starting to see or we see now a lot of what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to go back to Olympic lifting. Olympic lifters were the ones that really, uh, and coaches were the ones to really understand periodization. They're the ones to maximize periodization. And a lot of the carryover that we're seeing now uh, is came from Olympic lifting. It came from those coaches. It did not come from bodybuilding. It's such a great point. I mean, it, is, it was funny. You, yeah. Is it the first time you ever said that? I've never heard anyone say on, that before. Uh, on the show? No, he said it on here before. Oh, yeah, you have yeah. heard him say that? Uh-huh. I, think that's, I think that's such a great point, yeah. though, that... There is. There's there's more probably science and research that's gone into In Olympic lifting. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Bro, those Eastern... top scientists, they paid them, you know, to do all these Bro, like, they conduct were, all these studies. They were funded by their government because yeah. it was a big source of national pride and so the Soviet Union if 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 I'm if okay, so this is how it works. Soviet Union, China does the same fucking thing by the way. These communist countries are these yeah. very strong central government countries take scouts and they go out looking for genetically gifted people yeah. and they find a kid that's uh, you know excellent at gymnastics or they find someone that's excellent at weightlifting oh my god and they'll stretch them to like ungodly so ranges of motion they'll take they'll, they'll go to the parents and say we will pay you this much money your child will have national pride they'll come live in our facility yep. and then that child is now a they owned by the they're state they're a product of the state they're yeah. a product of the state and it's fucking bro it is like they invest in you so like yeah. nutrition science yeah. steroid science drug science you saw you Russia just got banned drago. did you see 
see Russia just got banned from the Olympics? Yeah, it's Because of systemic... That's left over from the Soviet Union. Like, steroids happen everywhere, but believe me, in those <laughs> countries, it was a fucking they know unified... It was unified. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. they were doing this to everybody. Uh, I mean, the East German female swim team, when they first came out, and everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, who are these dudes with small dicks? And they yeah. were actually women, and they destroyed everybody, and then we discovered, oh, that, you know, that, that they, they figured out how to use steroids uh-huh. with women before everybody On else. a whole nother level, On too. A, and that's just it. So a lot of these techniques and stuff, periodization and squatting every day, learning about frequency and all that stuff, came from that. Isn't that isn't that ironic, though, that we look up to, like, the coaches that are, like, Phil Heath's coach and people like that <laughs> as far as... You were waiting for the jab I, to come. Oh, bro. Nobody talks about any Olympic lifters' coaches. No, no those names not no. here no yeah. no but you, i could i could name five coaches that were bodybuilders oh, soviet coach. oh come on like but bodybuilder coaches that everybody looks up to and looks for answers oh he's got you know he's got mr o or he's got this like oh he must be a badass coach like dude you yeah. guys are there's so people have no idea how how off that that type of coaching is in comparison to like the olympic lifters and you know in everybody's head you think they want to they want to switch these camps because or separate these camps because bodybuilding is bodybuilding and powerlifting is powerlifting. But the the real nuts and bolts is what you what you said earlier, which I love, is that the science that goes into program design and understanding for for the oh, Olympics bro. in you, comparison you cannot, to bodybuilding. You cannot is, compare program design from bodybuilding to Olympic lifting. What a fucking joke! Yeah. Like uh, bodybuilding programming is like they have A, B, and C, and that's what they do. Olympic uh, lifting programming at that level is a fucking science. Powerlifting programming is also a science, but again, it's performance based. It's yeah. about moving a particular weight, and there's a lot of science behind it. But it doesn't have the didn't have the funding that the Olympic lifting. And believe me, everybody has benefited from that. You know that 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 research. So next, Colson Scott, how do should you prepare, and what kind of workout should you do before a three day sporting competition? A three? What would be a three? This is like CrossFit. Yeah, cricket. No. No. I don't know. I think that's what we're talking cricket about. Cricket and CrossFit are the only things I know that go th- for three days. <laughs> that's right. right. Yeah. I think, I mean, uh, this is actually a good question, a though. Yeah. This is a good yeah. question because I get asked a lot, like, how do I get ready for this event? I yeah. love so, some long endurance event. Something, they, were, they, something. were they afraid to say CrossFit or what? I don't know. It something. has to be CrossFit. Yeah, it has to be. There is nothing else that's three days. Really? Uh, there, there is. Sports isn't. event? Because uh, it's pretty stupid. No, literally, like, cricket could be. Yeah. Really? Well, cricket. Yeah. If it's cricket, it's cool. That's it, though. Yeah. Cricket's cool. I don't know any. Can you maybe Google that, Douglas? Uh, yeah. Three days cycling. Yeah. Cycling is like what a, couple, a week oh, or something, right? Oh, it could be cycling. Yeah. Could. Well, it could be one of those or ultra marathons. Wait, know. I want to find this. Look this kid up. I bet Damn you he's a CrossFitter. It. Well, here's the thing. Come uh, on, I want to know. This is a oh, good. There's team sports. That one that it's like an endurance thing. The challenge. Those are multiple days. Yeah, there's Maybe. one that's like two or three days. All right, let's just stay on topic, guys. <laughs> no, we are. No, we, <laughs> we, we are. We figured this out. We got to get to the bottom yeah. of this first. I want to find out what this I kid's doing. I can't give doing. you good advice well, unless I know what it is. Well, yeah. there's, there's a yeah. piece of advice you can give without even knowing. And no, I'll, I'll, yeah. There, I'll let's say hear this. your let's hear your terrible well, advice. Well, right. I'll I'll say this because I get asked this all the time. You're super vague. If your competition, <laughs> no, this is true. If your competition requires any form of uh, high level physical conditioning, it's a competition. No, it's, it's not a sport competition. No, if it was no, bro. There's sports that are like they archery. 
Oh, okay. Archery is yeah, yeah, yeah. a sport. Okay. See? Okay. Golf okay. is a sport. Golf. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if it requires, demanding. if it requires, it's if it's a physically demanding competition, okay. right, right, right. then you want to peak for that event physically, which means that at least the week before, if not longer, you need to be deloading in your training. Mm-hmm. You cannot be training super intensely no. up to the event, or you'll yeah. destroy yourself. Right. If it's a skill event like archery or like golf. Then frequency wins. Do it as much as you fucking can and practice, practice, practice your technique. Like a, like a, like a, uh, uh, okay, I a lied. high dive. Okay, uh, I lied. That was really good yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Was, <laughs> 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 I, you know, I was very curious to how, without getting the information of what sport we're trying to prep this person, how you could give them any sort of advice whatsoever. But that was good advice. Well, yeah, and, any, and mimic your environment too, if you're, especially if it's like you said, like it's a skill sport. Like you really want to make sure you like, uh, you know, hone in on that that very specific thing, in, in in you know, like a lot of times, like this boils down to psychology. So, uh, on on the highest level, like a lot of these people, they get these crazy like mental coaches and all this stuff to try and get you to visualize what you're doing. But it really, like, a lot of times will make that let let difference in the world. You know, unless you like, he brings up a good point because uh, yes, you deload working up to your event. So one or two weeks before, let's say I'm going to fight in a in a three-day tournament or I'm going to you know, play a three-day sport or competition like CrossFit, I definitely want to have the two weeks or one week leading up to it physically be easy. However, just like with the skill sports, you probably want to be practicing the hell out of your skill. So mm-hmm. that's a very good point, Justin. So like, if I'm a football player or I'm playing something super intense, I might not need as long of a deload, but I'm still deloading up into the day of the event so that I can be of peak physical condition. But that doesn't mean I'm not practicing. That doesn't mean I'm not... You know, training. It just means I'm training at lower intensity. I'm just ma- I'm just perfecting what I'm supposed to do. Right. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. yeah that, no. that and you also yeah you want to be able to kind of like uh, blanket the noise. You know, the visual noise and all these other kind of distractions. Like you, I don't know. I've 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 heard of techniques where they actually bring in audiences and different things to these. Like depending on how like intense this this uh, competition is going to be and how important it is to you you know like some people will mm-hmm. will, will mimic it and you know have people actually like yell stuff at you directly like right before you're going to shoot or do something like that so it to really, fuck with you yeah. do you, you think you I, two weeks sounds a little heavy for me on deloading I, I would think <laughs> depends uh, if I would think a, I would think like four to seven days it depends like if it's a because I'm thinking three day sports competition if it's like a like a super bike ride, like a you know super endurance type event, or something super fucking intense, you might need a, a you might need a little bit longer than a week to deload, and and it it might be scaled. You know, I don't know. It depends on what you do. Because I'll tell you what. Yeah, um, but I feel like if you if you deload too much, oh yeah, you'll lose performance. Yeah, you. I mean, I would think uh, two or three days pre pre event, which this is obviously we're totally speculating because we don't know the event. Because you're right, this yeah. would make a difference on. This is where I didn't know how you were going to answer this because I'm like, well, what am I? What am I talking about here? What well, are we? What are we deloading? Well, here's what or I'm getting ready about. for. You know, because here, here's what I'm thinking about. Like, let's say, uh, let's say the three of us were going to do squats uh, next Friday, and we were all going to compete and see who could squat the most. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would not squat heavy up until so. What's today? Monday. I would not squat heavy till Friday. Till that Friday, I would squat. I would practice range of motion, form, speed, oh, yeah. but I wouldn't go hard for almost two weeks. Until that Friday to be able really? to get the yeah try it 
two try, weeks? Try it. I would squat. I would. It was not like I wouldn't work out. I would still work out, but it would be mm. very moderate. I'd focus on good form. And I mobility. feel like just having like four days off and then getting after a heavy squat. I feel great. Man. I don't know, man. I, I again, there's individual variances, right? There's yeah, the individual yeah, yeah. Yeah, variances. No, that's so, true. That's true. Um, but you definitely want to peak physically, but you don't want to lose skill. But the other thing about vi- visualization, which is I think what Justin was talking about. You know, they've done studies and found, like, if I visualize shooting a free throw, the same parts of the brain light up as when I'm actually doing the free throw. Now, it's not quite as good, but visualization um, does help, you know, build those patterns and make things and kind of desensitize you to things. Here's a, for me personally, when I competed in like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or Judo, um, I get really nervous. I would, I would, I would exhaust myself because I'm so competitive that I'd exhaust myself working up to the event. And I learned that visualizing myself fighting, like actually taking time aside and doing it like for a week beforehand, just desensitized me to the whole thing. Yeah. And then walking into it, I'm not nearly as nervous. Yeah, well, I bring that up because it really did help me. Like especially, yeah, basketball, football, you know, whatever else, baseball. I was playing, especially baseball because it's such a, a skills based sport. Um, but yeah, it, it helped me to to really focus on uh, you know identifying the distraction and then just uh, being able to kind of like slow my breathing down. And that was another thing was breathing and all that. It's what I'm trying to achieve is the flow state. You know, as much as or as close to the flow state as Damn. I can because that's that's the state where you're gonna you know perform at, at your optimal level. Have you guys ever? I mean, I I know when I've I've been in that flow state not a ton of times, but I've been in that state where you're just you're just move you're just moving like you're not really thinking about it. You're in the zone. And it's a beautiful place to be. You guys ever experienced that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite feelings. You know, it's just one of those things you can't really like, you can't always like totally explain it or, you know, when you're in it and you're just like, oh, man, it's just so easy. And like you can have a conversation with somebody and you're like, everything is working. I Mm -hmm. feel like I can get into that with lifting sometimes even. Oh, lifting for sure. Because I remember getting that feeling in basketball and playing a sport and when you're just in your groove and everything feels effortless, like... Sometimes your training is like that, man. You've, you're well rested. You're warmed up. You're mentally focused. You're right in it, and then just the mm. weights move, man. You got an awesome pump. You're drenched in sweat. You don't even real. It doesn't feel like you're working hard, but you are working it, hard. That's like, all. That, I and mean, I think that has to do with it's all the mind. That yeah. all has to do with the mind because I can I can remember specifically I, when I trained in, in jujitsu. I only did it for about maybe six and a half years, so I didn't do it nearly as long as I've lifted weights. But towards the end there. I would reach that state and it, because I, would pra- I had practiced so much at that point. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically there was this black belt that came to train on an open mat, um, meaning you know, open mat meaning we could just spar. And we did we trained we went no gi meaning we took the gis the gi off and we just had board shorts and you know either a, a t shirt or a rash guard. And uh, you know here I am I just got my purple belt. He's a black belt so he's obviously can probably be a lot better. He's very fit too. And after about. Three minutes in, man, I, I hit this state where I was just, I was doing really well. And I was so in the zone. Everything disappeared around me. It was fucking awesome. Dude, uh, that would be an interesting, uh, 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 like, laboratory experiment, you know, to take. Uh, if you could equate the amount of times you visually experience, like, something, like some sort of skill that you're trying to achieve and you're doing this over and over and over 
and you're banking this each time and you're, you're figuring out and testing between how many times, you know, versus like how much easier it was for you to jump into that flow state or mm-hmm. not like that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Last piece of advice. If it is CrossFit you're getting ready for, maybe try a different sport. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it out there. <laughs> I feel like we had to throw that in uh, yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Been too nice. All right. Our next question is from Micah McCall. I'm going to read her question. I've been listening to old episodes after having listened to the last two or three months episodes and was surprised to hear that how the opinions on ketogenic diets have changed since the first time it was mentioned on the podcast. So I'd be curious to know what the guys have changed their minds about in the last year, five years and 10 years, Mm. fitness related and maybe personally Mm. could be a total paradigm shift or something less significant. Well, probably less significant because we've already had the paradigm shift for us, right? Yeah. If we, I think bringing it up right now is not going to shatter the paradigm. It's already yeah. happened for us. Yeah, well. Um, but that happens, it, it happens a lot, actually. It, it happens a lot. Even more than we probably share. I, well, here's what happens. So yeah. uh, so I'll, I can only speak for myself. I personally um, value my, my ability to remain open and to consider ideas and we to all do, I think. examine them mm-hmm. and and learn and try and grow and you guys are the same and so i went through lots of changes in my development as a personal trainer uh throughout the years and as as an individual um personally i've, I've gone through lots of changes however uh strictly speaking fitness uh that ex- has accelerated dramatically since starting mind pump because uh Talking about these ideas, expressing them, then listening to my co-hosts Adam and Justin, and then talking in, in you know with our our fans and and we have a forum now with lots of very smart people and throwing ideas back and forth, um, and also being you know in the information world in terms of fitness uh, more so because now we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been ridiculous. Like I yeah. I've grown so much uh, in my knowledge over the last year and a half since being on Mind Pump. It's been it's been pretty awesome. Uh, the, one of the things that comes to mind for me was understanding, uh, you know, mobility work and tension, tension and mobility work. I really started to understand uh, really well, and it's probably been just the last year, or I started really understanding uh, their importance uh, beyond what I thought I had understand uh, understood before. Mm-hmm. And now I realize how mobility and because I'm I'm always you know. No matter what I say about health and wellness, uh, what always excites me is stronger and more muscle, always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I really truly realize is that uh, mobility and uh, tension or learning how to uh, maximize tension um, contribute so much to strength and size as well. It's not just about injury prevention and you know looking better with your form. They've contributed tremendously. And if I go back a little further uh, before I uh, we start a mind pump, uh, my paradigm was destroyed when I learned about uh, that eating frequently throughout the day was largely baloney and that, you know, fasting was, uh, mm-hmm. was really good for you. Um, switching from body part splits to full, full body workouts was a major paradigm shatter. And then, you know, uh, also meeting and working with people who, um, understood things like gut health, um, and the emotional component when it comes to how the body feels, um, and moves and how we get pain uh, and it can be related to our emotional state. Um, those were huge paradigm shifts for me. Um, not that long ago, like six years ago, mm. up until then I considered myself uh, probably a meathead trainer. Yeah. And then right about that point, things just started changing. Well, yeah. I- you mentioned gut health. That was a big one for me. Like mm. I just like, you brought all this like extra additional 
like this whole new dimension for me as far as like how the body, how it all interacts, you know, especially like on a cellular level with all, you know, all these bacteria cells. I just didn't, you know, I had never even thought like how significant that was that it affects the brain. It affects, you know, it's just, you know, your, your, your overall health, your immune system, like uh, everything is just like it communicates with, with your bacteria. Like your yeah. bacteria is just such an in- integral part. And why aren't we putting any effort in, in, in making that healthier yeah, I and th- contributing to that? I think we're probably uh, one of the first people in the build muscle strength category that's really seriously talked a lot about that, about mm-hmm. gut health. I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard a lot. Oh, I hear it now. I hear it a lot it's now. now. Yeah, now yeah. you hear it. I'm starting to see a lot of it more mm-hmm. and more now, So, which is great. You know, that was the whole point. Yeah. You know, I want to say something, though, about what, how she worded the, you know, our views on the ketogenic diet. And this is why, if mm-hmm. you ever hear me, I always like to, you know, uh, Sal's notorious for getting excited about something when, when we find new knowledge <laughs> and, she, and he loves to share it. <laughs> and I, and I'm, and I think I'm always Such the one school, <laughs> and I'm the one who's always quick to say, oh, pump your brakes, hold on. Like, I don't want to get our audience so excited about them because I don't want you guys to think that just because we're excited about something or we might've just learned something. Cause sometimes, and this is we'll this, get Costco picks of like people buying all this shit. Well, yeah, and yeah. you know this is uh, like, this is why this is why Sal has been so success, successful his entire life because he has that ability to transfer that energy. So when he's genuinely excited about something he just learned, he has this ability to transfer that to everybody else, and then everybody else is all of a sudden doing it, and then all of a sudden we decide maybe we're not mm-hmm. huge fans of it. Then everybody's like, "Wait a second, you said this, now you say that." Well, here's the thing: like, yeah. <laughs> we are always sorry. You have that with fashion, Adam. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we always are experimenting um, with tons of stuff, man. Tons of things, and I, I we I don't think that we were super pro keto than anti keto. No, I think, never. I think uh, we were we're we're still very fascinated with mm. what we learned about yeah. ketogenic and the relationship that we all have with food with it. So for me. Um, I am, I loved going through it and doing it because it changed my relationship with fats. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for many, many years I had told clients, so I had tell clients stay away from fat. You, it's so easy to get fat in your diet, fats everywhere. And it's like, even a chicken breast has got fat in it. So it's easy to find fat. I don't need you looking for fat. So that was always what I used to tell clients, which is terrible advice. Yeah. Um, but it was how I was taught and trained and it was, you know, I was always concerned uh, about that. Well, when I went ketogenic and realized, oh my God, like the fat is not really the demon in all these foods. It's like the carbohydrate, the carb carbs and sugar and starches are what fucking is killing us. Mm-hmm. And so that really changed my relationship and how I ate and how I taught my clients. And so I don't ever think that, you know, when we talk on the radio about stuff that, you know, when we put things out there, we're excited about, it doesn't mean that it's the end all ever because we always enter it with an open mind. So, you well, know, I think we were pretty open minded, though, with keto. I think when we were talking about it, we we liked the effects, but we, we did say, I, I believe, multiple times, like, this is not the official diet of mind. No, pump. definitely. We, you know, there's benefits, but here's some of the drawbacks. In fact, I think we're pretty good at talking about some of the drawbacks. Well, yeah. Well, I think with nutrition in general, like we're we're pretty hesitant to put a stamp on one way, you know, solely because it, it 
it, like everybody's so biodiverse. You can't you can't say totally. that that's going to work for this person over here right next to me even. So uh, if we didn't write a book about it, have to we're not sold on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, no I shit, mean, though. But like that, that's just it. It's like people want to expect that, like, if there's this new diet, it has a lot of science, and a lot of benefits. But, you know, it's not for everybody. It isn't. Yeah. And so that's that's the cautionary thing that Adam like kind of brings in there because it's working great for Sal and it was working awesome. And, and we saw it, you know, and we saw how like he was benefiting and we all kind of felt the effects of it. But there's there is that element that like, you know, somebody out there is going to have a bad reaction. And then all of a sudden they're going to get angry at us because, oh, well, you're into that, guys, aren't you? Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. When it comes to nutrition, you can't. You simply can't look. Well, not like, just... vegan, vegetarian for some people is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's superior right. for their health, for their inflammation, for everything. Um, other people, you know, will eat more keto or paleo or whatever and feel fantastic and do better. So, I mean, I think that we we know what the basics are, right? The basics: whole natural foods, don't overconsume. Um, but yeah, you, you it's hard to it's hard to be specific with those types of things. But even if we take it a step further, Adam. We have pretty hard stances when it comes to exercise and workouts, but we're the first people. We will be the first people if we discover, yeah. holy shit, we found a better way of doing this, even though we taught you this way before. Try it this way. Well, a perfect example of that would be, you know, less than a year ago, I was a foam roll guy. Oh, yeah. I haven't touched a fucking foam roll in over a year now. I know. Me I, I was Isn't that a trippy? I was a foam roll guy, and I would I made my clients foam roll, and I used to think that the foam roll was the Il Nana. You know, that was When's like, the last time you felt the super naughty kink. Yeah. Yeah. No, but literally I have completely eliminated that for myself and for any of my clients. So I don't I don't teach them the foam roll anymore. Instead, I do a mobility You're reactivating work. dormant muscles. Yeah. I mean, it's a totally different concept. That was a big paradigm shift yeah. for me. That was a big one for me too. And that's it, just recent. That's just in the last year. Last yeah. year I really implemented that and now have completely changed. It's, it's better. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a place for better. foam rollers still. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it's worthless. I'm just saying that's something that had shattered my paradigm, and, totally. I, and I preach differently to, towards it. But I will say this. Now that I think about it, you know, the, the a dynamic uh, warm-up uh, before your workout um, is getting things to fire the way you want them to. A foam roller is almost like, you know, getting rid of the pain that was caused from 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 the bad workout the first time the, mm. you know the time before you know mm. what I'm saying yeah. almost like you're just you're chasing it versus staying ahead of it yep. I feel like the way we warm up now with mobility and the stick and all that stuff you're staying ahead of the problems whereas a foam roller it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta you know you're chasing well, it you're and constantly also mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the science on like the foam the science on the foam roller is also there's more stuff coming out now that we didn't we didn't know before we're we're starting to find out that it may be more of a neurological thing than it is actually a physical thing of your brain we used to say you're breaking an adhesion and not up and really if all you're doing is if you're actually firing the central nervous system and, and getting to activate that again i mean doing a mobility move you're is, prodding it you're it's almost like acupuncture right right you know you're exactly. you're localizing an area that you want attention and what you know, if you just poke yourself in the arm right now in one spot, you know, tell me that your central nervous system doesn't know exactly, you know, is, isn't heightened all in that area and isn't isn't like responding like crazy right there. Well, well that's it's just an take, external take that, response. Take that to the next level. You know, here you are just poking at your forearm. That's like foam rolling. But then actually going through flexion and extension with your wrist and rotation is mobilization. And which one is really going to benefit the issue or the knot that you have there? Well, here, well, that's here's why, a, why. I mean, that's totally been a well. Here's the thing: circulation. Here's the yeah, thing with foam rolling. Flow. So when you foam roll like deep tissue massage, 
similar. Foam rolling is similar to deep tissue massage. I'm not going to say they're the same because they're not. But when you're pressing hard on a muscle, your your brain does release uh, you know local um, painkillers to that area. So if I feel like I have tight shoulders and you press on them, it makes it feel better. But it also tells the muscle to relax a little bit. Yeah, the, the, both those things you just named are both neurological. I, I know, I know. And my point is, it's telling it to relax a little bit, but it's chasing the problem. It's not getting ahead of the problem. Because yeah. why is it overactive in the first place? Mm-hmm. It would be like me having really tight traps because I have poor uh, scapular retraction depression, and so I constantly press on my traps, which makes them feel better, but I don't fix the problem. I don't ever fix what's causing them to be tight in the first place, which is weak mid-back. You mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I think, that's, point. I think that's why that was such a big uh, change for us, because immediately, when we're so, so in touch with our bodies, we've been working out for so long, we immediately noticed... It was a better warm up. Like I felt more primed for my workout. I felt like I was ready to go uh, versus you know uh, you know a foam roll and I get up. I'm still I still got to do my warm up sets and it's not really the same. Yeah. So, Chris Sylvie, what is more anabolic, Sal's beard, Adam's <laughs> leggings, or Justin's voice? Adam's leggings. You know, I feel like he's he's talking shit. <laughs> is it just me? Uh, I think I think. What he, do you mean? Adam's leggings got to win because. Uh, you have to be super fucking <laughs> that's anabolic that's to wear leggings. That's, you know that's where I think he's a joke. Uh, so I am Adam's going, leggings. It throws it out. You know how we we all joke, right? About and but we are all very serious about being very open minded about things that we do, right? Yeah. So I'm going about your sexual. I'm going to challenge. No, I'm comes. going to challenge the two of you. No, when, when we squat no. together. No. <laughs> To throw, no. I'm just here. You have Are to. Are you getting paid by one of those? Like, I am not members. I am not. Keep trying to see. I am me not. You want me to wear leggings? When just when we squat, that's it. Listen, when we squat, I, listen to me. How can you? <laughs> You 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 introduce squat shoes to me, which I'm trying to get rid of. You know, you I I I did that right. In almost anything you've ever you've ever said, open you be open minded oh enough. God. All right, I'll do it. To, no, no, all right, all right. No. I know why it feels better. Just give I, me some leopard print no, ones. No. Uh, so here's the deal. When I used to train, so do I. I know why it feels better too, and that's why it's like. It feels pretty fucking good. It I'm does. Not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. So I, when I'm I, squatting, I, I'm gonna have to say that I fucking like it. Adam, a bit. it doesn't. Let me tell you something. I'm not. <laughs> do de- I think it improves a lot? Nah. Do I think I'm I'm growing because of it? Nah. Do I am I recovering so fast <laughs> that it makes no? But it, when I'm actually yeah. getting into a squat, it feels like I'm kept in all well, tight, just like on. a belt fills around. Yes, did it I does. cut a hole in them and use them at home? Huh? Bing, bing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've uh, uh, I'm not debating you because I know what that feels like. When I like I was just talking about training in jujitsu earlier, uh, we would wear rash guards, really tight ones. And a couple times I went to the gym right after and lifted weights in a long sleeve one. And I could tell how it felt really good on my upper body to work out in it. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. They have I, those like uh, tension shirts, you know, for bench press. Like, oh, they would have like, <laughs> that's you different. Cheat. Yeah. yeah no. but, but tell me I didn't feel good. Yeah. yeah. It did. No, I, I'm not. Where do we buy them, dude? I know. Oh, Sports Authority or any of those major yeah, sports. sports. That's out of business. I know. I did. Yeah. Of course, I named the but, one. Uh, and they're going to get, you're going to no, get some that, where... are they, do they have some that fit Justin? Yeah. Of course, really. Get the, get spandex. The, They're the one size fits oh, all. Yeah. No, it's not. You fucking blow <laughs> I need those them flow jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, it's. It, I don't get a chance to do it all the time. But if I if they're clean and I'm and I'm heading to the gym to go squat, 
I, I will definitely throw them on for sure. And you wear your shorts over them, right? Well, of course. There's okay. no way I would go in there. I took a picture the other day of my backside when I was just in those. Yeah, I remember and seeing I, that. And I Thank got you so, for that, by the way. So many people thought <laughs> that I went in there and I trained like that. I said, no, I would never train without shorts. Or that. Because for me, it's not. It, I don't look, uh, although they do make my calves look a little bit better, so I would be lying. Do to they? Say, yeah, absolutely. That's another reason why I think you're going to like them. Really? Yeah, because of that. Have you tried wearing a the mental the mental I'm game turn into schwals. The, the mental game that it does for the for the calves, bro, and then then and then feeling, feeling tight in the squat. Here's, here's what I want. Here's just, what I want to do. I want to take it a step further. But I would like to wear the leggings and the the long sleeve one. Don't have think. a t-shirt and shorts over it. A, yeah. It would feel awesome. I'm you know what I'm doing? Just, just we're to gonna, say, we're gonna go squat in a oh onesie. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> <laughs> just to say, fuck you. I'm buying shreds ones. Dude, no, you're not. Yes, oh my I god. am. Oh, you, yeah, are you I am. Gonna, if I have to wear, I'm wearing shreds. Ones. Do they make colors and shit? Do they? Yeah, they, of course they make. Please, dude. Do they make shreds, shreds? Like, yeah. oh, let's so do that. Yeah. It's and I'm wearing on it. Yeah, and then I'll wear the big old. Doug, can we do that? Can we? Can we? We have the budget for that. Yeah, I think we can afford. It. Oh, I love that. I love. Oh, really? That now. I want yeah. some. Yeah, well, I don't want them to say shreds on them. No, I'll do have... it ironically. Well, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'll, I'll wear colorful ones though. Get the funniest fucking ones that we can find. Yeah, I'll wear yeah, them. Seriously, I'll wear those bad boys. Yeah. Some pink ones. All right, good. I'm glad you're open-minded enough. Good. Yeah, beautiful. Listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, if we pick your review among the others, you will win a free Mind Pump T-shirt. Also, don't forget to go to mindpumpmedia.com. That's where you can find the link to get 10% off Camara Coffee. And you can check out all of our programs, including our MAPS workout programs. You can also find us on Instagram at, at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin is at, you guessed it, Mind Pump Justin. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>